Okay, as an evangelist, we might say as an a missionary, don't take stands opposite of the pastor. Don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, be uh, the pastor's friend and you will become a pastor to a pastor. That's not so bad. So if you have a question, just raise your hand and we'll move on. i got a lot of things. And then don't ask the pastor about his problems. <laughs> um, ask the pastor how I can help. Uh, let the pastor know you are there to be his servant. Uh, let the pastor know that you will be glad to go out with him on soul winning as well as visiting Christians. I don't, I'm not opposed to that. And um, church visitation or um, hospital visitation, all that things. Just be there for the pastor. Be aware of the pastor's needs and also look out for his welfare. <laughs> kind of like our one brother said, if you can go ahead and help someone, go ahead and give them something. You know, they're not expecting it. <laughs> Certainly not for an evangelist or missionary. But go ahead and surprise them once in a while. Uh, don't listen to gossip about the pastor. We've already looked at that. Uh, uh, do your best to make the pastor look good before his people. Uh, never surprise a pastor with anything. Uh, that's good advice. Um, don't major on controversial things. Uh, be a good listener. Now, my wife is still working on me. You know what we do? This is good advice, gentlemen. When your wife speaks, make on contact with her. When I'm on my computer and she's talking to me, she is, uh, she's not talking to me. I don't know where she's talking. So, if she gets my attention, I stop what I'm doing. Yes, honey. And then, this is good too. This is what I heard. And I tell her what I heard. She says, that's not what I'm trying to say. I said, all right. And I say it again. And she tells it again. Now, we do that until we understand each other. <laughs> I'll say something to her. She says, this is what I heard. <laughs> I said, that's not what I meant. Oh, please, honey, that's not what I meant. And then I'd change it. And we, it does good. It does, well, you'll learn that the easy or hard way. Um, be interested in other ministries and not just your own. Major on other people. Exalt another more than yourself. Uh, don't do anything that would discourage the pastor or congregation. Don't discuss the pastor in any negative way whatsoever with anyone. Uh, if, any man, if anyone badmouths the pastor, let him know it. Uh, don't commit to anything without checking with the pastor. Now that's a good thing. Uh, always check with the pastor before you do anything. Ask the pastor up front if there's any programs, places, special events, or special speaking arrangements. Uh, I like to get, I like to be organized a little bit, and um, so I think it's important to know where you're going, what's expected out of you. Don't tell the pastor what your average love offering is. Now I have them ask me that, and I, so I don't do that. Whatever the Lord lays on your heart, that's fine with me. And I've been places where I didn't get one. That's all right. God knows. God is able to take care of you. As an evangelist or a missionary, don't try to be something you're not. Uh, be yourself the way God made you because you are different. There's only one Norman Stevens. It takes me a while to come out of my shell. Be yourself. If God has called you to be an evangelist, don't let anyone discourage you otherwise. Same thing with a missionary. Make sure your convictions are Bible-based. A conviction is not a preference. 
A conviction is something that you would die for and you can back it up with Scripture. Uh, you should never, you should not serve God for the purpose, for what you can get, but what you can give. Uh, the evangelist, missionary, should keep his thoughts to himself. We've already looked at that this week. Uh, don't stifle your confrontational gift. We talked about being confrontational. I like to, I see things black and white, and so don't uh, don't stifle that. Uh, don't be afraid to admit you are wrong. I was wrong. I had to. Uh, I was preaching on hell, and some man. It's good. A man came up to me and he said, um, I'd preached on hell and I talked about Gehenna. And he said, yeah, the fires are still burning over there today. Well, I knew the man and I thought, well, okay. Well, that would go work well. Here all these years, the fire's still burning today. Well, I preached that. And praise the Lord, David Sorensen up in the Lord of Duluth, Minnesota, after the service, he let me know. He said, there, he says, now I was there, Mr. Stevens, and I walked, and there's a park there today. You say, did you take his word for it? No, after that, I looked things up. I checked it out myself, and then I apologized. <laughs> it's a park. It's not, the fires are still not burning there today. So anyway, just because someone tells you something does not make it to be true. Go ahead and check it out yourself. Uh, make sure, okay. Uh, don't let one person dominate your time. You know, I mean, be compassionate and long-suffering, but, you know, you just get around and try to visit different people, but uh, just try not to let any one person dominate your time, and they'll try to do that. As in a missionary, don't ride hobby horses in your preaching. I uh, don't get on all that. I just, I just preach the Bible. The pastor sets the standards and not the evangelist or missionary. Uh, be on the pastor's side because it is better to stand on the side of the authority when trouble comes. Huh. Yes, I've been there. As an evangelist, don't make claims that you can't produce. That's a good one. Uh, be conservative in your numbers and examples and don't exaggerate when you're talking or preaching. Now, when I said I went to the Ukraine and Belarus, we saw 300 saved in two weeks. That's conservative. Conservative. Don't exaggerate. Uh, be consistent in, all, in and out of the meetings and don't get overweight. The use of uh, the, the... Oh, yeah, okay. As a hindrance to getting started in evangelism, I have found the evangelist is not a present-day gift to the local church. I have Pope, pastors say that. And uh, that's a hindrance to getting started. Uh, it's not a present-day gift. The megachurch philosophy... The use of the pastor instead of the evangelist. The insecurity among pastors. Those are just a few. Don't preach above your experiences. Don't be too graphic when you're preaching about sex. Don't preach a brand new message in a pressure situation. Don't do that. Use something you've already had before. Uh, don't procrastinate. I do not procrastinate. I'm already looking ahead, way ahead, you know. Now, my wife is a perfectionist. She knows she'll pack my suitcase, and then she'll sit on it, 
And don't talk bad about your wives. That's another good thing. Don't talk bad about your wives. She'll pack that thing, she'll close it up, and she'll unzip. You know, we only had the Ford Escort before, and we, everything we owned was in the car besides some other things in two different churches. But she'll put her hand through there, and she'll get whatever she needs. She knows where it's at. She knows where I, she can go in the medicine cabinet and get anything. Uh, just like my brother, he said he needed a pair of needle-nose pliers. I guess I'm picking up some of her traits. I knew exactly where it was. I had to pull a lot of things out, but I knew how to get to it. She's the same way. So for her sake, she likes the toilet paper to come over. Well, it doesn't really matter to me. <laughs> but for her sake, it comes over. If the paper towels go a certain way, they go a certain way. Hey, I like her. I love her. And I'm going to try to do everything I can to help her. And, and, and if she wants that to go over or under, I'll do it. So, uh, how'd I get on that? I don't know. Okay. Okay. Uh, I don't know. That just came out. Uh, don't preach to those who are absent. <laughs> uh, don't preach too long. Don't get involved in pyra uh, pyramid money-making schemes. God called me to preach. There's many noble things I could give my life to. But I have determined what is first, and I'll do that first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. All these things shall be added unto you. So I have decided I'm going to preach. Now, I can do a lot of things. Mechanic, diesel and gasoline. Now, I don't do that no more. I, what do you do to supplement your income? I said, I preach. I, can build, I built a business park. I know how to lay concrete, block, brick. do a lot of things. But I don't do it no more. I preach, study, work hard. Okay, so don't get involved in all these money-making schemes. So I'm, if I wanted to get rich, I know how to do that. I'm rich in the Lord. And so uh, I went from, I know what it is to have money, well over 80000 a business park, bank give me $100,000 cash, take a month vacation, get saved, and go to $9,000 a year in five years. That's all we made, 9000 and five, and at the end of five years, only making $9,000 a year. Happier now than I've ever been. Making a little bit more than that now. It's been a little while. You know, nine, that was when I went to Bible college in 92. You know what? I had some family and friends, neighbors and coworkers say, you're a fool. You're a fool to get rid of all that and go to Bible college. <laughs> you know what? I had a, I had a brand new truck. I usually had a brand new two, three, sometimes four new vehicles in one year. <laughs> and um, I went from that to a Yugo. You know what a Yugo is? Yugo for parts. And I rode that thing. We used it all through school. See, I got out of debt, paid everything off in Bible school, and I used that Yugo. And so I don't know where I was going with that. But anyway, but we're happier now than we were ever were. Oh, yeah, and they, they kept calling me. They said, you're a fool. Give your life to Christ. You see, I was making a lot of money. They liked me when I'd give them money. And uh, all of a sudden, they, well, you're eating beans. I love beans. My wife can make a pot of beans, and I eat those things a month. I'm grateful for them. Uh, be grateful for everything. <laughs> Expect nothing, but be grateful for everything. And so, um, uh, but now... They say, whoa, you got a new suit. Yeah, I had church buy me four suits. I stuck one. I was going to help my wife. 
Well, she buys this bag and she puts them in this dryer and they kind of do the suits, you know. And so I thought, well, I need to get that thing clean first. So I stuck it in the washing machine on hot and them pants only about that big. My wife, she's just lying, laughing about So I've got three suits now. <laughs> I tried to help. Uh, don't preach. Uh, what is that? Too long. Okay. Uh, don't needlessly embarrass people. Don't do that. And I apologize to David. I, I just kind of just came out. David, I don't know. You was back there and you was listening to me. And all of a sudden it just came out. And that's the way it was. That's the way it was. <laughs> and um, don't do anything that would encourage, discourage the pastor looking at. Take time to be friendly, but not over-friendly. <laughs> Maybe you know what I'm talking about. Maybe you don't. Talk to me later about that. Be careful to maintain integrity in your financial affairs. You see, mine's open. Our money is sent to... I like accountability. Now, I'm not afraid of my what I do with my money now. Now, if, my, if I want to spend $300 on my wife to take her out for a meal, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Now, I'm frugal with it. And my books are open. I'm not embarrassed of that. All of our money goes to Emmanuel Baptist Church in Kings Mountain, North Carolina. And they take care of that. And uh, I just transfer funds from ministry to personal. And then the books are open if they want to see it. You see, I'm going to stand before God one day and give Him an account. So I'm not embarrassed. But you know what? My pastor has enough confidence in me. He says, I don't want to know. He says, you just go ahead and write it down on a piece of paper. And if something, they put it away in a file. If something comes up, we'll look at it then. Until then, he says, I'm not concerned about it. I said, praise the Lord. So uh, take time to be friendly. Be yourself the way God made you. You're different. Many pastors take advantage of young evangelists. <laughs> Maybe they take uh, advantage of you as a missionary. I have found that to be with the young uh, uh, pastors uh, now. I don't do well if if you get me up at 8 o'clock, we go soul winning, we eat lunch, uh, then we go church or hospital visitation, then we come back 5 o'clock, we're at a meal, at, uh, I'm preaching at 7, and, I, and you bring me to church at uh, 6.45. I promise you I'll not do well. And so I have found that the younger ones at Elves there... And you, I, I've got these folks over here that need to be saved. Saved, the Spirit of God draws a man. I could go over there, and we've seen, I've seen fruit. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, uh, you'll, you'll find that. So um, just go ahead and be prepared for it, even as a missionary. But the older pastors, they know. They've been there. They know what it is to be in the trench. And, uh, you know, I've got paperwork to do. I've got banking to do. I had to schedule a flight for my wife to be here in August 25th. I've got things to do. And uh, so go ahead and... That's why I try. I don't procrastinate. I try to get things accomplished. Uh, the evangelist, itinerant preacher, the evangelist must motivate, uh, must motivate by his preaching, must be disciplined, well-disciplined. I don't allow my body to tell me what to do and what not to do. I buffet my body. <laughs> I blacken its eye. Uh, when it says I'm tired, I say, oh, oh. If I'm hungry and I'm on a diet, uh, and it, uh, I said, you're not, if you don't quit talking to me, I'm not going to feed you tomorrow. <laughs> and so, uh, just be well disciplined. Don't let your body tell you what to do. 
neat. The the missionary should be neat and not faddish. Uh, Should study, pray, and read his Bible daily. Should prepare new messages. I hear about that, the evangelists. I want to be fresh. I want God speaking to me. I want to walk by God's side as His friend, as His companion. And I want Him to speak to me through the Word of God and by the Holy Spirit of God living in me that I might be able to convey to folks what God is doing in my own life. And so, man was not created to walk distant from God. He was created to walk up close with God. God met Adam and Eve Cool day, walked and talked with them. Micah said, The whole duty of man is to walk up close with God. Micah chapter 6 and verse 8. He hath showed thee, O man, what is good, and what doth the Lord require of thee, but to do justly, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with thy God. It is not right, it is simply not right, that you not, you not maintain fellowship with Christ every day. So go ahead and just... Keep a short account of sin. Don't wait to go to bed and out to confess and forsake sin. Do it as soon as you sin, confess it. Uh, the evangelist should read other material other than the Bible. Now, I made you on the Bible, but you can learn some other things and uh, other books, uh, and it'll be a blessing to you. Memorize, meditate on the Scriptures. As an evangelist, he'll do that. Uh, yeah, and one thing, he must deal with constant time schedules and deadlines as consistent demands on his time should keep his thoughts to himself. We looked at that. Like I say, I just threw these things together. Okay, the reasons why evangelists, and I, that's all I can think of, you know, uh, a missionary drops out. Why is, why is that? I'll give you three reasons. One, number one, finances. Finances. Number two, family. And number three, morality. I found those three to be. And, um, well, script's good. <laughs> okay. Don't preach what people want. <laughs>